Whether it's through a book, movie, or TV show, and whether it's conscious or not, we're all looking for ourselves in media. Welcome to another episode of Small Town Sarah, where each week we're discussing our journeys in finding our representation in the medias we enjoy the most. Hi friends, welcome to another episode of Small Town Sarah. This week is going to be a little bit different. Um, I don't really know what I'm going to talk about. I had an interview set up for this this week um, that I was really excited about, but you know how life gets in the way, and uh, so it didn't work out. And I don't really have any other book I was uh, I had been planning to talk about as a backup, so we're just gonna kind of talk a bit, uh, see what comes up. I know a little bit I want to talk about kind of where I am mental health-wise and um, and some things like that. Maybe even we'll go into some negative uh, representation that I've been seeing lately, uh, and we'll just see where the conversation, one-sided uh, for me, <laughs> takes us. But first, I do want to say thank you, everyone that has been listening to the podcast and has been following and subscribing and supporting me in small ways, uh, even just sending me messages to let me know they've listened or they've enjoyed an episode. That really means the world for me. Uh, to me, I'm sorry, or it means the world to me. I think that things like this are so scary because for for many reasons uh, that I won't go into, but for many reasons, so much of what I consider my self-worth comes from external sources. Uh, I need to be externally validated in order to feel like I'm doing a good job at something. There are a few things that I, I don't feel this for. Um, reading and reviewing, I think, in my own head, I'm, I'm really good at all of that. I also feel like I retain things I read pretty well. I'm not, I don't have a photographic memory and I'm not perfect at remembering things and sometimes names and, and places elude me in my memory. But for the most part, I feel like I get a grasp on what I read and I can pretty much hold uh, details in my head a lot. So I feel like those are things I'm, I'm good at without people telling me I am. And in fact, I, I get very little validation in those things other than my, my parents, <laughs> um, who I love very much, but you know, parents can be biased sometimes, not always, we know this, but sometimes. So, uh, that's something I know really well within myself. And I know that when I am working, when people give me a chance, I do a really good job at working. I'm a hard worker. I go in above, above and beyond. I always push myself to the limit, which is probably detrimental in the long run. But I do do what I can to be the best at what I'm doing. So those are, those are things I know. But everything else I feel like, 
again, I've got my reasons and I know what they are, but it's a hard habit to break. Uh, I need that external validation from people. And, um, I, you know, my, my podcast, there are some loyal listeners and I love you guys so much for listening and commenting and sending me messages. Uh, but it's just, it's not, it's still new and I'm trying to remember that it's just not growing very much. Uh, and, um, people that I have held up and, and, supported through the years don't seem to be reciprocating which is fine I never I never do things to get things in return I I shout people out about things because I genuinely believe what they're doing is great Uh, I hold my friends up in the limelight because I I love them and I think what they're saying or accomplishing is wonderful Uh, I can't always monetarily support people in the ways I would like, but, um, I do try to, when I can, I'm, I'm very strapped right now financially. Uh, it's a little, a little scary, I guess, because no one is responding to me interview wise or job wise. And, you know, holidays are always more expensive for everybody and, I, um, and so I'm just, I'm not able to give to the people all the time that I'd like to give to. And I, and so, you know, I, I don't always, and I'm not always able to do it that way, but I feel like I've been supportive of, of people and, and it sounds bad that I say this because I don't do it for similar recognition, but it does feel, uh, I don't know, disjointed is not quite the right word, but it just feels maybe imbalanced a little bit. Um, I put out a lot of myself and, and, um, I have very few friends that put the same back to me. Um, and you know, it's, it's rough to be honest. It's rough to feel like I'm I'm constantly giving out and shelling out and, and, and doing these things because I genuinely believe in them and then getting forgotten about afterwards. Um, anyway, um, so the people that are listening to this, to the people that do subscribe and follow and share, uh, I don't actually know if there's a subscription option yet because I didn't want to make people have to spend money on it. Um, but follow and rate and all of those things. I just thank you for that and for sticking with me and, uh, with this kind of up and down podcast of mine, you know, never know what we're going to get from week to week. Um, but as much as I struggle with that every week and as much as nervous as I get going into an interview or starting to record, Every time I'm in it, I end up having a lot of fun. And when I start getting the messages you all send to me, I really, I feel like, yeah, I'm doing the right thing. And so I'm, I'm going to continue doing what I'm doing. And um, who knows if I'll ever get those ads to put in so I can make money or, or anything like that. 
off of it. Um, but I do think I'm doing something important. I think I'm doing something that if it can get to the level I want it to get to is, is needed in our, our world these days. I think it's just, it's important to know that we're not alone in the universe for whatever reason, be it, you know, race or, or sexuality or identity or religion or, or whatever. It's, it's very, it can be very isolating to be anything, uh, other. And so I, I want to, I want to feel that there's space being held for people that are not sitting in, in what society sees as, as the, the norm, quote unquote. So I, I'm going to keep pushing through and hopefully get more interviews in there, um, for different things and different types of people and, and just make it a place where, others can listen and feel less alone as I've said multiple times so mental health wise let's see um I'm not doing great I I'm not doing terrible either I'm I I feel a little bit kind of lost and unsure about things I'm not really understanding why job hunting has been so hard for me um, really the last, last year at this point, um, I, I'm not overreaching. I'm not trying to go above and beyond things I've can, I can do or have done in the past. I, you know, I'm not, I'm not going for anything unreasonable, uh, and I'm not going for anything that's requ- requiring, bachelor's degrees because I don't have it so I'm not forcing my way into places I don't belong uh, not that there's anything wrong with doing that in the job market uh, it's important for us to reach above what we think we can do because more often than not we can excel at it but with where I'm at just within myself I, I know I need to stick to things I know I can do and still I get no response or just general rejection over and over again. And it's part of the process. I realize that. And I, I never I never get discouraged to the point of giving up. But I'm very confused as to why I'm not getting interviews or uh, even, you know, a chance with anything. So that's been rough to be honest that's been really really rough and I don't want to have to go back into retail I there's nothing wrong with retail I've just done it for so many years of my life and I just don't know if I'm in a mental space to deal with with that again but I think I'm going to have to and I'll have to do it you know part-time work and I can feel my soul dying already just thinking about it but I, I also know that I need to start contributing um, to, to my own life, financial life. So that's, you know, something I'm going to start having to work, about, uh, work on, uh, being okay about, 
uh, doing retail again and, and, and those kinds of things. And there's definitely, you know, plenty of opportunity in, in my small town, uh, for that. So we'll see what, what happens. I'm probably going to wait until after the Christmas holiday anyway, uh, just because I know most places around here, they hire for the winter holidays and then they get full up and then they start letting people go again and then, um, or start hiring for a more permanent basis. And, and some people, there's a lot of people that just come to work for the winter holidays. So more spots will be opening up probably, um, in the next few weeks or so, or probably a month. So we'll see what happens in, in that. And I'll definitely keep you all posted. But it's been a tough, tougher journey than I anticipated. I, I guess people are able to be more picky about who they hire when it's work from home. And maybe just the fact that I'm looking at work from home jobs is above my station. And since I don't have that experience, people are less inclined to give me a try. But I know that I would be really good at it. I think, honestly, I would be better at concentrating and getting things done at home than I would in an office setting but we'll see what happens you know like I said I'm not throwing in the towel I uh, I'm not applying as often as I was but I'm still applying every day and uh, you know if I skip a day I'll, I'll do a few more extra the next day I I have been pretty busy but I am trying to maintain applying every day because as my, my best friend says, it's a numbers game. So I'm, I'm working on that. I think part of why it's so difficult to just keep getting rejected is I feel like I'm, I'm losing parts of myself. I, I don't know what I want to do with my life. I, I had a breakdown in, in 2019, I think I've mentioned, and when that happened, I kind of lost everything that made me me in a lot of ways. And while I found new pieces of myself and I'm doing new and exciting things, I've never been able to get back on track of what I want to do with my life. And, you know, my therapist keep kept trying to tell me that, you know, your job doesn't have to be your life, your job, you know, you don't have to even like your job. And, you know, I, I think that's um, valid. And, you know, I think that's really an excellent point to make. But, you know, I, I got to do something in my life. And, where I'm at, it just feels like if I'm doing something just to pay the bills, I don't know if I can handle that anymore. I don't know what it is I'm passionate about besides reading and, and this podcast now. And I don't know how to find those things again. I think part of, of why this is feeling so prominent right now is I don't know if my my meds are working very well anymore and I'm struggling with that. And unfortunately my psychiatrist is not great. I 
she's never checked in on me. She's, you know, after, I think I saw her for every three months for a year. And then she was kind of done with me. And then I, I needed to go in and up my meds. And she pushed me on her nurse practitioner without telling me. And then I wanted to go see her again. And again, she pushed me off on her nurse practitioner. And she, the nurse practitioner had no idea what was going on. <laughs> she didn't un, She didn't know why I was there that second time. So it's just not a very good office. I'm not impressed with them. And in this town, I don't, I don't know if they're, how to find another one. Um, it's so small. And I'm just not able to drive the 45 minutes to a new place in the next biggest town without help and you know when everybody works so it's just been I guess you know that phrase I'm on the struggle bus a little bit these days to be to be honest which is okay you know there's nothing wrong with having those those tough days Um, It's part of depression, it's part of anxiety, it's part of living. There's just some days are are rougher than others. And when you're, and I don't want to speak for everybody, so I'll just say for me and my depression, the way it works is some days turn into some weeks and some weeks turn into some months. Thankfully, it hasn't been as bad as it was but definitely I'm feeling that kind of fatigue of attempting to make everything work. Thankfully, this time around, though, I'm I'm not losing things like reading or playing video games, which I do, and, you know, reaching out to friends and talking to people and stuff, so... There, you know, there's definitely silver silver linings happening. I'm... I'm at, I think, 116 books for the year so far. I'm hoping to read a few more before the, the end of the year and uh, end at a nice even number um, this year. Last year, I, I read 117, which there's nothing wrong with odd numbers. I just have a thing about odd numbers. I need even numbers, so... Um, I'm hoping, I'm hoping to finish the the year off strong with those. So, you know, reading is still great. And I think the thing I'm noticing more and more is that I'm able to realize pretty quickly what books I'm going to like and which I'm not and able to put aside books I, I know I won't like. I got rid of a bunch of books on my TBR shelves to be read shelves, um, that I knew I will never read. I, they've been sitting around for years and I just know they're not anything I will ever get to. So that feels good. Um, all those, you know, all those things are good. Those are like bright spots for me. Podcast has been really great. I had a good time talking to my dad last week and I hope you all enjoyed it. Uh, I thought it was, it was an interesting conversation and, Uh, I'm really excited about some of the other interviews I've got coming up. So those are all good things too. Um, you know, and I'm, 
I'm able to go out and go grocery shopping a couple weekends ago. As a matter of fact, I even went to a gathering with people in somebody else's house. It was like a real thing. Uh, I was there. It was it was actually my, if you can believe this, eighth grade reunion. Uh, I went to a charter school and most of the kids had been together since kindergarten and I joined in fifth grade. So we'd all been together for a very long time. And we, none of us have really seen each other in 20 years since we graduated. So we decided to have a little gathering and it was unbelievably nerve wracking, uh, leading up to it, but everyone ended up having a really good time. I think it was really nice seeing people again and the memories that we all conjured up and some of the stories we told. It was, it was a lot of fun. It was really beautiful to see where people are now. You know, I got a lot of, well, what are you doing now? And I, that was really hard for me because I, I don't know how to answer. And uh, a lot of, oh, do you have kids too? Or are you going to get married? I'm sure you'll find the right person. I mean, I never came out to anybody there specifically. I I didn't really know how to do it in such a public setting. So I, I didn't do it. And... um you know, so I, I, it was really hard for me to have those conversations of, oh, I'm sure you'll find someone soon, or are you going to get married soon, and be like, no, I'm perfectly happy being who I am right now, without going into uh, further explanation, but it was, other than all of that, it was, it was a lot of fun. It was just nice to be around people that you know so well, but also don't know anymore and you got to discover new things and reminisce about the things you do remember so that was kind of amazing that uh, I was able to do that and then it turned out so well and it was a lot of fun for so many people so you know I'm I'm functioning I guess is the point for all of this stuff is I'm I'm functioning but I'm struggling to do it and Again, you know, that's okay. And if you're struggling to do it too, then that's okay. I'm here. You're here. You know, let's talk about it if you want. Uh, or just know that you're not alone in that. One of the things that my therapist and I talk about a lot is the up and down nature of depression and how people that are outside of it don't quite get that. You know, they see you getting better and so they... Or they see you having good days and they assume that means you're better and that you'll be fine. And then they see you again when you're having a bad time and they they worry you know, to the point of not being able to handle it. And they don't quite get that it's just part of depression, at least for me. I should say this is all my experience with it because... I never want to make a blanket statement for anybody, but that's what's going on. I'm just in one of the downward periods of it, and I think it'll go back up again. You know, it usually does, and, and as I said, I'm, I'm functioning, I'm doing what I can, and I, I go grocery shopping when I need to, and, 
you know, and I'm looking for deals on, you know, things. So I'm, I'm actively doing things. I'm not just kind of going through the motions as can happen with me sometimes. So it's all, it all feels like those are all big positives. And the fact that I can still read is a huge positive. Usually when I'm really bad, reading goes out the window. So that's, that's a good sign for me, but I'm, I am feeling it. It's rough. It is rough. And as much as I know it can turn around on a dime, it can, it can flip, you know, from one day to the next. It doesn't make it easier to live through when things are, are bad. And, uh, I'm just noticing, noticing those things. And I also think it's, at least for me, I I find it very positive that I can see these things. I can recognize when I'm in a downward spiral and not let it surprise me or take me all the way into the darkest places that I can go. And I'm able to put in plans to cushion myself. I think I, you know, I've lived with this depression for a really long time. So I'm finally at a place where I'm like able to recognize certain things and that feels good. So, you know, there's, there's all those positive moments, I guess, in, in this darkness right now. Since I wouldn't be me if I didn't talk about books a little bit, I guess I already did, but, you know, specifically about books rather than reading in general, I do want to bring up uh, a book that I just put aside or DNF'd, uh, which is did not finish, called The Most Fun we ever had by Claire Lombardo published by Doubleday Books in 2019. I I picked it up. I mean, I've seen it everywhere on Instagram and people have really loved it and I have had it on my shelves since at least 2018. I have an advanced copy of it. This was from when I worked at the bookstore and you know, publishers would send they send bookstores um advanced copies so you know people can be like yes let's buy this book for the store so that's how I got one so it's been on there for a while it's been on uh you know at least two moves in New York and then a cross-country move here and then just sat on the shelves uh forever I finally decided it was time to pick it up and um I was going to use it for this reading challenge I'm doing on Instagram called TBR clear out challenge hosted by Casey, uh, who's Casey, the reader at Casey, the reader on Instagram. Hi, Casey. I don't know if you listen to this, but if you do, I'm loving the bingo. It's a lot of fun. Uh, anyway, I, I picked it up because there's a, a prompt that's, you know, been on your shelf for many years and I was going to use it for that. And at first I really fell into it. I got hooked pretty much right away. It's this epic family 
saga drama thing about this uh the this one family there's the mom and dad and four girls and uh we get flashbacks to the mom and dad you know younger and meeting and as the girls are growing up and then we're back in you know now times and uh what's going on in their lives and the writing was great I was I was immediately hooked on what was going to happen with this family I loved how messy the family was because it felt very like authentic to big families and uh I I enjoyed that I always enjoy when I guess when the messiness of human beings is authentic in books I I my favorite genre is fantasy I love romance I love mystery so obviously I I love an element of when things are not super realistic but I also enjoy the flawed moments of humanness being authentic in books and and uh, Claire Lombardo did that really well with with these characters and as a family unit made it made it really great I also really appreciated that the mom and dad Marilyn and David in the book were like deeply in love and they were deeply in love from the moment they met and they showed their children this really healthy happy marriage they were uh, sexually active you know still in their 60s uh, however old they are when the, the modern portions take place. Um, and I, I just appreciated that cause it's always, I feel like there's a lot of times there's like contention or, you know, you know, when you get married, the sex stops and all these like really weird cliche things that come into play, uh, about, you know, parents or, or married old married couples and and so I just appreciated that she was showing this other side of them a lot um I've obviously never been married I never will be married so I don't know if that is true to life but I do know I know some people uh couples that have been together forever I know you know they've they're my second family they've been married I don't know how many years at this point, but they're still crazy in love with each other. I mean, they have their problem, you know, everyone has their problems, but I just, I appreciated that, that part a lot. And so I was, I was really hooked, uh, on this book, but there's a, a character who's clinically depressed in it. The, the boyfriend of one of the daughters, um, and she, this daughter, Liza, is a tenured professor in the psych department at University of Chicago. I think that's the university she's supposed to be at. Um, anyway, <laughs> sorry, I have a tendency to ramble. I apologize, but she's in the psych department and she doesn't understand why her boyfriend is still like so depressed or why he's being lazy and he has no ambition you know he just needs to snap out of it and I don't know what it it's a quote from but there's a quote in there about depression how it lasts could last up to two weeks 
And I was like, ooh, a little bit of a red flag there for mental health because depression doesn't work like that. It doesn't just go away after two weeks. Um, and lethargy, zero ambition, those are all symptoms of depression. They're so they can be very severe. And um, it's like a huge mental health issue. And it's not something that people can just kind of get over. So I didn't really like that part. And as the book went on, more and more of these red flags about mental health popped up. And I just, I couldn't get over it. I, I fully admit maybe I'm, I'm too sensitive to it right now, but I didn't appreciate it. I mean, when the girls are teenage, like when the girls are young, the eldest girl has some severe psychological problems that they just kind of brush aside as like, oh, she's just a willful child. You know, I mean, at one point the mom even says, oh, I'm scared of her. And they don't do anything about it. And then um, that same daughter, when she's a teenager, it becomes anorexic. And the parents realize that everybody knows she's anorexic. And they don't do anything about it. Um, they don't get her help. I mean, it takes place, like, as she's growing up, she grows up in the 80s and 90s. You know, she's a teen in the 90s. And I don't know if it was the conversation about mental health wasn't the same as it is today. And so I get, I don't know, maybe she was trying to be like, quote unquote, historically accurate, but I thought that was really bad. I thought it was, she should have just done better because it's very, a very triggering novel because of these things that just go unchecked. And then, um, that same daughter gets rushed to the hospital, passes out, not because of the anorexia, she doesn't get help for that, it's because she ODs. Like, there is, there is no conversation about it. And while she's in the hospital recovering from the OD, you know, her parents are talking about it. And, you know, the mom says, like, I hate that they're psychologizing her. She doesn't need that. There's nothing wrong with her. You know, and it's like, well, yeah, clearly there is a lot of very wrong things about her. Um, and I feel like too, just based off of their behavior, the other daughters have some pretty serious mental issues and yet none of, nobody says anything about anything. They don't talk to each other about any of this. Um, at one point the dot, the sister Liza with the boyfriend who's depressed compares depression with cheating on your, your partner which was really like a no-go for me because those are not the same things. Depression is something you can't help. It's a mental illness. Cheating on your partner is a decision. And then the thing that finally, but through all of this, let me just go back for a second here. That through all of this, all these red flags, I still wanted to know what was happening. I had a suspicion about one of the characters, I had a suspicion, a suspicion about one of the storylines that I was hoping to find out about and see if I was right. And, uh, so I kept reading. I just, I kept going until I was, I was a little over halfway and I hit a line that just, it broke the camel's back. It tipped the scales and I had to put it aside and just, I couldn't do it to myself anymore. 
two of the sisters, the eldest in the middle, are talking. And the eldest makes a comment about, you know, her how seeing their parents so in love um, and so happy and everything is great for them while she's going through all these big struggles. She's a, a new widow and all this other stuff is happening, you know, makes her want to put her head in, in the oven. And her sister says, well, no one would blame you if you did. That was her reaction to this girl crying out for help, saying, I'm having these suicidal thoughts. She was like, well, no one would blame you if you did. You've had a hard year, you know, a few years. I get it. Like, that's not okay. <laughs> I I don't know. Again, maybe I'm being too sensitive about it, but that was not an okay thing for me, and I had to put it aside which is a bummer because it, like I said, I, I enjoyed parts of it quite a bit. I'm, I liked her writing, um, but I just thought it was, those are things that are too toxic, uh, to be okay with me. So I, I had to, I had to put it aside and I think it's really dangerous whether or not the conversation was as, prevalent in 2019 as it is now um or not I think it's dangerous to have these negative representation of mental illness mental health in a book I maybe for people that are perfectly fine and and they don't have any mental health issues or nothing that's severe enough to to be triggered by this kind of stuff it's a great book or it doesn't matter but you know for someone like me where I'm very conscious of the discussion around mental health I'm very conscious of when it's done well and when it's not done well in a book in a show whatever I I think it's just it's not something we should have anymore Anyway, I'm I'm obviously very heated about it. It's still very fresh in my mind because um, that just all happened today. Uh, but yeah, I just think we need to be more conscious of things like that as well. I think it's really important to be able to see ourselves in literature and in movies and shows. But I, I think it's equally as important that we're not showing incorrect or negative to the point of being wrong representation, you know, cause everything that was stated about depression in this or the way people reacted to the depression in this is just like the worst way you can react to it. Uh, and so I, I, I just think that's not, I think that's not, not an okay thing to have. I think we just need to be more, more conscious of that conversation as well. I haven't seen anybody say anything about it, you know, and and I don't see a lot of people do trigger warnings and and whatnot in their reviews, but nobody said anything about the mental health and in the reviews I read for it. And so that was like a shock to me. And again, maybe I'm just in a bad headspace for it right now, but that was like, that was a lot. It was really just unfortunate it was unfortunate so I I put it aside I'm picking up something else that's been on my shelves for a very long time 
that will that will fit the prompt for the bingo and uh, hopefully I'll have a lot better luck with this one well friends this has been a little bit of a longer one I think there's been a lot of rambling and probably a lot of things that don't make sense but thank you for listening if you've gotten this far thank you for listening to this one I'm I just every week I'm going to say I hope next week I've got another interview for you because I love doing them. I'm hoping you guys are enjoying. Sorry, I'm hoping that everybody's enjoying them as much as I do. And so once again, I really hope I'm hoping I'm going to have one for everybody next week. We'll see what happens, though, because it's crazy times. You know, winter break is coming up for people with kids and um and, you know, family times are happening and whatever holiday you celebrate, winter holiday you celebrate, those are coming up. And so I think it's just going to be a little bit frenetic and maybe a little crazy and maybe a few more episodes like this where I just kind of talk at you for a bit uh, will be coming, be coming down, down the line. But hopefully 2023 is the year of interviews and, and we'll see what happens with the pod in general in the new year, which is like a few weeks away, crazy times. So if I can just ask you all again to follow, rate, review, share, shout out about the pod, I would really appreciate it. I really appreciate the support I've gotten so far. And I think I've got a couple new listeners, one in Canada. Uh, I get these stats. So that was really cool. Um, and I hope we get to keep spreading the word about small town Sarah and we'll see what the end of the year in 2023 brings us all. I hope you all are having a really wonderful week so far that it continues to be wonderful and that no matter what you just keep reading. <laughs>